Welcome to the Prem Pulse Podcast, Episode 8, with me, Neil Samaru, and my main man, Barry O'Brien. Nice one, Barry. This week, mate, we've got a lot to get through. So, we're going to start off, as usual, with our usual segments, review last week's games, a new segment here I just made up. On the spot. <laughs> On the spot. Player or team of the week. We love a planner. Yeah, why not? The main topic of discussion today, though, will be the title race. It's heating up down up at the top of the table. Yeah. So that's going to be what we're going to be talking about, the main topic. The one-minute rant, which previewed last week. Yeah. I've got, something up, my, got yeah. something up my sleeve for that. Nice, um, nice. As usual, the upcoming games and our predictions are terrible predictions, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere... Uh, <laughs> Some are good, some are bad. Disastrous vibe, actually, yeah. as well. Um, the Caribou Cup, Chelsea versus Liverpool. It's kind of interesting Final on Sunday. this weekend coming. Yeah, yeah that's going to be a good one. Some injured players there, aren't there? Yeah. So it's, uh, and Chelsea obviously doing quite well against Man City last week. Shows True that. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll talk about that. Be, yeah, yeah. A, a challenger to Liverpool. Yeah. And then some fun, fun little bits. Fun bits and, bits and bobs from across the football world. That's some weed farms. Weed farms, yeah. Holes in socks. Holes in socks. Mbappe moving to Madrid and his ridiculous possible contract. And not the Arsenal. Not coming to the Arsenal. Not coming to the Arsenal. As no. The, as uh, Arteta hinted at last week in his interview. So, right. <laughs> all right. But we'll talk about that later uh, as well. Absolutely. So yeah. Kicking so, off last week's games. Yeah. Where are we starting then? Well, the first the... game was... Brentford versus Liverpool. Liverpool away at Brentford. Mm. 1-4. Brentford. <clears throat> did you watch that? I did, actually, yeah. I was quite surprised at, at um, how well Liverpool did. Uh, again, don't recall our predictions, but I think we thought uh, Brentford might get something out of that. But, um, yeah, but disappointing. Do you think, though, that Liverpool, you know, the scoreline doesn't really reflect the game itself? I mean, they took their chances, Brentford didn't. Yeah, I mean, they suffered injuries, right? Which meant Salah had to come on earlier. And, uh, yeah, he came on, scored, didn't he? I mean, he's just, you know, amazing yeah, player, yeah. their best player, inspirational. Um, have a quick look at the... Funny um, thing is, can I just say... The timings. Can, can, can I just say here? I do the FPL, the Fantasy Premier League, right? And I brought in uh, Yotta and um, Darwin. <laughs> right? For, Curse. <laughs> and um, what's the defender? Van Dyke. Van Dyke, yeah. To get double bubble this week. It's a double game week. Okay. And Yotta goes off injured. Mm-hmm. And Darwin gets subbed. I'm like, great. You yeah. know, so I didn't do too well there uh, either. Jinx them. Well, let's you? have a look. What we got here? We got. Well, they were like 1 0 up in the first half after the first half. Then um, McAllister, 55 minutes. Then Salah. Two, it's three, one, three, one, yeah, and then four, one, gap, Gakpo in the eighty sixth. So, yeah, I think it, you know, it was a, it was a good game, but uh, I did think I think Brent thought Brentford would do better, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So, and then uh, your boys, yeah, massive the, win away from home on yeah. the roll, mate. What's yeah. that? Five against Burnley, five against. Um, no, we scored six against West Ham. Oh I don't yeah, remember. yeah. <laughs> Have you forgotten that already? <laughs> I need to be rubbing that in a bit more, perhaps. Um, yeah, absolutely. Great, you know, great performance by Arsenal. Um, I, tell you, I love how you're modest, humble about great performance. Was it a great performance? Though? Well, it's barely away, right? So it's never easy. I mean, I think it's easier these days than perhaps it was a few years ago. But yeah, I just think um, you know, other teams have gone there and, and struggled. Yeah, of course, Burnley are down the bottom, but at home... You yeah, never know what you're going to get. You never know what you're going to get. Um, but we were just on it, yeah. You know, obviously Erdegaard scored really early, fourth minute, which obviously um, makes a massive difference in any game, right? First scorers and particularly early. Um, you know, then basically a yeah, Saka penalty it was definitely a penalty when Trossard was was tripped, and then um, two at half time, and it's yeah, game over, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Then a quick early goal, forty seventh minute from Saka yeah, again, true, and then yeah. uh, off we went. And even Havertz. Uh, oh chipped. my God, he scored! He scored. Is that his first goal of the season? No, it's not. How many goals have you got? I don't know off the top of my head. I think maybe four or five, something like that. But it was a good goal. Have you seen the goal? No. He nutmegged. Basically, he went on a little mazy run. Nutmegged, what? nutmegged the defender and then slotted it past the keeper. Oh. He's chilled by then. In the 78th minute, he's already like 
five nil up, he's uh, yeah, he's not under so much pressure. But um, I tell you what, though, Trossard is a player I think you know that <coughs> comes in and then does uh, produces the goods. Yeah, you know, uh, but he's he, he don't, did he start this game though? Yes. All oh, right. So he started this game. That wasn't a super sub. No. As well. No, but this is it. And there's a lot of talk about whether Jesus, Jesus, Jesus will get back into the team when he comes mm. back from fitness because you know we have been scoring a lot of goals. Jesus does miss quite a few. He's never been that a prolific scorer, but he does a hell of a lot up front. Um, you know, chasing down defenders and yeah, you mentioned this last week yeah, as well. But so, but Trossard does it as well and can finish from you know left foot, right foot. Inside the box, outside he, the box. So he was a good player at Brighton, man. You know, yeah. Uh, you got him from Brighton. You got him from Brighton, yeah, yeah. for like twenty-five mil or something. When I think originally we were after that Mudrik, Ukrainian lad who ended up at Chelsea for like eighty. Yeah, turned us, right. Turned yeah, us down, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Turned us down, and we ended up with Trossard as a plan B. But it's turned out. Amazing. I've always liked Trossard. I've always a good player at Brighton, man. Uh, to be honest with you, mm. uh, as well. So yeah, convincing win by the Arsenal. They're properly in a role. We'll talk more about that actually in the main part of the show. Yep. Regards the title race um, uh, about Arsenal, Man City, and Liverpool uh, as well. Next one was Fulham versus Aston Villa. Don't remember what we said. I think you said a Villa win. I think I might have gone for a Fulham win. But anyway, Watkins on the score sheet again. 2-1 to Villa away from home. So mm. back on winning ways. Yeah, I didn't see this one. Did you I see no, I was watching a West Ham game. <laughs> so I didn't watch, because the Arsenal, Fulham, Newcastle, Forest, they were all at the same time uh, yeah. on the Saturday yeah. and, the, and the Tottenham one as well. So yeah, Villa win. Good one for the villains. Do you regret that in hindsight as West Ham lost, that uh, perhaps you should have watched your other team, Villa? Oh, we come on to that, sir. Yeah, okay. Uh, don't worry about that <laughs> uh, as well. Um, but yeah, I should have put Watson, Watkins in my team. It was, I was humming and hawing on a Saturday morning who I should sub in, but there you go as well. Newcastle Bournemouth, 2-2, mate. Yep, another late goal. You love a, you love a late goal, it's just your Stato hat, don't you? Mate, 92nd minute again, you know, they were losing. Losing 1-0. 1-0. Bournemouth, 2-1. Newcastle at home. Yep. Losing to Bournemouth. Yeah, to the 92nd minute. To the 92nd minute. Uh, sorry for you Newcastle fans out there. I would have liked Bournemouth to have won that game. Second team of the week. That would have been a good result for Bournemouth. Just goes to show, huh? They're mm. inconsistent uh, this season, Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, you've spoken before, haven't you? You don't think that uh, Eddie Howe's going to survive into next season, do you? You mentioned that before? I think... I think he will survive. He's a good manager. Uh, would you I like think to see him at West, West Ham? Would you like, had, if, he, if he got the chop from Newcastle, would you yeah, like to see him at West Ham? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You'd um, literally like to see a cardboard cutout at West Ham right now, wouldn't you? Any, <laughs> any, anything, anything, <coughs> anything apart from Moyes. You're right there, son. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Well, come on to that, actually, because there was some controversy regarding... Uh, the game against West Ham and Notts Forest at the end. Uh, anyway, <coughs> unlucky Bournemouth, 2-2 to um, Bournemouth. Moving on to the... Okay, then this leads us direct nicely into oh, really? the... Nottingham Forest against West Ham. For anybody that uh, isn't aware, Nottingham Forest won that game 2-0, which means West Ham lost again. But, shining a positive light, mate, you didn't let in six this week. <laughs> I think that's what Moy said, actually. Is that yeah. one of his at least, riveting it, it, interviews? Yeah, exactly. At least we didn't did he mention his... the Rumblow's Cup Vars? <laughs> yeah. What do you know what Tell he me said? He didn't. Do, you, do, do you know what he said? Oh though? no. This is the funny thing about it. So yeah, Forrest deservedly won that game. Obviously, yeah. I'm watching it. Please frustrated. don't tell me he said we were playing European champions, talking about Nottingham Forest from like the 1970s <laughs> or something. <laughs> well, with Brian Clough as the manager. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We were um, we were away to European champions. But he said something along the lines like, you know, um, other people want to see, uh, the fans want to see a new manager in. Uh, maybe they play prettier football, but I win. <laughs> well, you haven't won in 2024 <laughs> this, year. this year. So we say, but I win games. Well, we haven't seen it recently. So using that excuse. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They deserved it. We, we, 
you know when they talk about losing the um, dressing room? Yeah. That was talk about that in the pa- in the newspapers, but he's actually lost the dressing room now. <coughs> Players are not very convinced or um, by his playing style, basically. They're just, you could see they're uninterested. They've downed tools. More or less. Yeah. Seems like that. That's the talk in the papers as well, mm. like how he may have... It got to the point where the where the uh, change of the players just like have had enough of this kind of style of football uh, as well, and it kind of looked like that watching the game. So, yep. <sighs> so another any positive stuff that came out of it at all? Oh, uh, nothing, zero, no, really. Oh well, yeah, actually, one thing at the end of the game, they were like, "You're going to get sacked in the morning." So I was actually said to you in our previous predictions in the previous episode that I thought Forrest was going to win, just to put it out there. I did yeah, say yeah. that. Yeah, you did. Um, it's on the record. And I was hoping that if we did lose this game, it would be an, uh, his final nail in the coffin for Mr. Moyes, but unfortunately not. But there were banners unfurled uh, from the away support. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Yeah. Well. Moyes out. Mm. Get him out. Um, and getting sacked in the morning sacked in the morning yeah i remember hearing that i was laughing my head off Mm. uh, actually but it's not going to happen i don't think we've got a couple more games brentford on monday and everton after that so we see i think there's two more games there as well he's going to get it back on track he says so we'll see we will see and then a really interesting result here mr ob Mr. O'Brien. Sunday. Oh, Saturday, the late game, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Tottenham at home to Wolves and uh, Spurs lost 2-1, didn't they? Uh, Swedish uh, player to highlight there. Kulisevsky. Kulisevsky score. scored. So he made it 1-1. So Wolves went uh, one up and then Kulisevsky scored to make it 1-all. And, uh, and then, yeah, Gomez got two, didn't he? Yeah. The winner as well. The thing is, right. 63rd minute. But this is the thing, right? You know, for Wolverhampton to go to Tottenham and they talk about Ange Ball, mm. um, you know, you never know again what you're going to get with Tottenham uh, with this high line and so on. But Wolves, they've been quietly impressive, you know, under Gary O'Neill. Yeah. You know, and that's another name that's been put in the hat uh, for the West Ham job as well. And he did play a couple of seasons at West Ham too. Okay, so there's a connection there. So basically on a very limited budget because they couldn't buy anyone, I think, or... or in in the summer due to the FIFA fair play rules uh, he's done wonders with the Wolves uh, squad the yeah. team yeah, this they've season some, they've had some good wins haven't they that's a definitely that's a, that's a great win away um, it, it, it is but uh, I was sending a message to one of my mates who's a Spurs season ticket holder who's saying he wasn't having a good day out but um, was he, he he went obviously yeah he was there yeah but um, I just think Tottenham are just very inconsistent aren't they I mean they just don't this Ange ball thing that started so well. I think it's a bit of a faded memory now, really, isn't it? I mean, they're, I mean, they're fifth on 47 points, two points behind Villa, who are fourth on 49 points. So they're still up there. Mm. But I think, you know, with the title challenge, is fading, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, as well. Um, what's Wolves got? Wolves 35 points off 25 games, two points behind uh, Newcastle in seventh place. So, you know, European spots. So, like I said, I've been impressed by Gary O'Neill. Yeah. And he got sacked by Bournemouth. Right. And then they brought him in. Mm. You know, so there you go. You never know, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, as well. Um, cool. What was the final one? Final game was Chelsea. Sunday, wasn't it? Man City-Chelsea. That was Saturday as well, was it? Yeah, the evening game. My weekends are flying by. Yeah, the evening game, yeah. That was a good game. Late goal again, in a way. Rodri came through. Sterling had a couple of chances as well earlier on. I did watch that one. Did you watch this one? I didn't watch it. It was on the back. And it was on in the background. But mm. again, just licking my wounds after the Forest loss. So, <laughs> you know, it was kind gone of... gone off football at that point, had you? Yeah, kind of. But um, <coughs> no, it was a good game. Text. Yeah, it was, it was a really good game, actually. Um yeah, Man City looked a bit off the boil, and you know, after you know, last night's game as well against Brentford, they're not the Man City that they were. They seem pretty, uh, you know, vulnerable to chances, and you know, Haaland obviously had a couple of, you know, half decent chances against Chelsea that he didn't finish, and you know, he's obviously quite annoyed with himself at the end there. But um, yeah, a good game, and I think um, it's going to be interesting on the with the Carabao Cup final to see. With Chelsea keep that form up because I was 
haven't watched a lot of Chelsea this season, to be honest, and I was quite quite impressed by how they played, actually. I thought they would, um, particularly the centre-back, I mean, they uh, ended up, it took a deflection as well, the goal that Rodri scored late and like in the 83rd minute, but uh, well, that's the thing. Chelsea they defended really well. Chelsea were leading that game until the 83rd minute, so mm. it goes to the point you make, it's not the same Man City as before where Arsenal are smashing teams but like I said we'll talk about that with the title race as well because yeah. <coughs> it is interesting about seeing Man City getting I mean they drop points you could say they drop points yeah uh, I thought they was going to drop points last night as well to be honest until that defender slipped and Haaland went through and scored but they didn't you know do much else if I'm honest it wasn't like they were completely dominating and mm. um, you know owning the game so yeah, interesting. Yeah, and then on Sunday you had um, Sheffield United versus Brighton. Five nil Brighton. You predicted that. Actually, you predicted us uh, Brighton would would hammer them. Yeah, yeah. you did. Yeah, I, did think that. Uh, I thought che- uh, Sheffield United had played sent off early though, didn't they? Sheffield United. Have you seen yeah, that? Yeah. That, I was going to call it a tackle foul. I, definitely a foul. But uh, how people were saying the guy shouldn't be in red. I mean, it was like I thought they had some previous off the pitch or something like it was like one of those like a. Was that? I think I saw the still on that. The yeah, it took it him. Not, the le- oh, it was a horrible tackle. Yeah, it was wasn't almost it? like by the knee, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was horrible, as well. Mm. So yeah, Brighton, good result, five nil. <sighs> and then Luton versus Man United. Um, Man United two one uh, away win yep. for United, and the boy Hoyland. Scored two in the first minute and seventh minute. Yeah, that was a good game. Did you see much of that one? Didn't at all. Didn't see that one? That no, game, I, unfortunately, I had that one on. Um, <laughs> yeah, entertaining game. Luton were pressing and pressing. They, you know, Man United. I'd say were hanging on very much towards the end. Um, they made some subs at half time. So uh, Lindelof came on, Swedish defender. True. So because uh, Maguire yeah. got yellow carded. Mm. And uh, so he he was substituted, and um, yeah, well Johnny Evans coming on for Man United. I mean, what's Man United having defenders like uh, <laughs> Maguire and Evans? Yeah, I mean Johnny Evans. I mean he's been above average, right? But he's never been an amazing defender. But he left Leicester, Leicester, didn't he, yeah. when they got relegated? Yeah. And for United to pick him up, so right. And he's actually played games for United yeah, as so well. He came. He, he was. Uh, he came on as well. Mm. Actually, it's quite interesting with this scoreline, right? Because they score, Ho- Hoyland scored in the first minute, in the seventh minute. And the uh, assist was by uh, Garnacho. Yeah. When I talked to you last week about this new system with the young players, mm. you know, the speed of Garnacho, Hoyland's got his uh, scoring boots on now, and Rashford. So it goes to prove here straight away that, that they have some kind of system they're playing here. So they're scoring goals now. Maybe we'll talk about a little bit about that later, about the Man United resurgence. However, you know, Luton brought it back to 2-1 after 14 minutes. And that you would have thought that United would have, you know, pushed on and maybe got one so or two mean, more goals. Yeah, so, yeah, interesting. Yeah, it wasn't... Um, it was more Luton, I would say. I don't know what the statistics are, but definitely Luton had, a, you know, a lot more, more of the position. Yeah, it shows it, right? 59%. 59 to 41. Uh, yeah, to 41. Shots pretty even, but um, yeah, it was a fun game. You know, as a neutral, um, I I enjoyed watching it. But um, yeah, Ross Barkley, my Ross Barkley watch, which I'm doing a lot with Luton. I'm quite interested with the way he's coming back into the scene. He played well. Uh, there's a funny clip. Have you seen the clip of um, Rashford like tracking back though? No. He's like literally like just kind of plodding around, and Ross Barkley just literally walks past him. There's this clip going around like of, really of Rashford, you know. Meant to be defending from the front, you know. Just literally, just plods around. Ross mm. Barkley does literally walk round him, and uh, yeah, don't stick a foot out of nothing. Uh, wow. so perhaps he will be off to PSV next season. And uh, who? Rashford. Talking about him replacing what? Mbappe. Yeah. Oh right. It's a rumor. Rumor. Right. I don't have any inside knowledge, mate. It's just a rumor. Mm-hmm. Find it on the internet. Right. And then we had a game um, yesterday. Yep. Ma- um, oh, we had Man- Palace first, didn't we? Everton Palace on uh, Monday. Sorry about that. Palace missed one. Everton missed Palace. One. Uh, what was that score? One one. Good game as well, actually. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. Yeah, <laughs> was it a good game? I feel like it, sound like I've, all I've done is watch football. For the <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I actually do have other things going on in my life. Maybe that's what I should be doing more of, especially <laughs> as we've got this podcast. You're taking this seriously, Neil, are you? Doing your research. Um, no, it was, um, they were the night games, right? So Everton Palace. Yeah, true Monday night game, yeah. Um, Everton. Mm. 84th minute. Palace will win. Yeah, Palace, because Hodgson, uh, Hodgson has uh, stepped down. Yep. He ended up in hospital last week. Mm. They were talking about he got sacked, but he wasn't. He was in hospital. And then it transpired Perhaps that that's why he... <laughs> he got the news that he was... Uh, it did come out that he'd been sacked, didn't it? That he'd been replaced by... But that's what people were telling me. Then, then I was then looking... the second news article was that he was in hospital, so it must make you wonder, doesn't it? Yeah, but exactly. But that's, just, that's just weird. Mm. But they got that German... Uh, Aust- I think he's Austrian, isn't he? Olive. I can't remember his name, but the new manager was there sitting in the stands, actually. Mm. Again, I had it on. I didn't really watch it uh, uh, as well. But he watched it. Palace played well. I did watch bits of this game, actually. Yeah, Palace actually played uh, well. Yep. Trying to impress the new manager then Mm -hmm. Um, as well. So, yeah, Everton were lucky to get an equaliser, a header by Onona. I think. He's been talked of of going to another club after leaving Everton. Is it Man United, yeah. Arsenal, after him or something like that? There's been rumours of Arsenal, yeah. Uh, we tried to get him and he decided to go to um, Everton because of Frank Lampard. He thought, oh, Frank Lampard would teach him a thing or two about being a midfield general. Mm-hmm. Didn't turn out very well for uh, Lampard, though, because he got sacked after 10 <laughs> or 13 games of the season um, as well. But seems one for the future as well, mm-hmm. uh, too. And then yesterday... Brentford, uh, Man City, Brentford. Yeah, that was a good game. Did you watch it? I, I did. I did too. Yes. What did you think of? Um... I thought it was. Uh, yeah, I think Brentford were unlucky. I mean, they. <laughs> yeah, mate. They, they've got a track record there, right? I mean, they've won there before, and. Um, as I said, I think apart oh, yeah, from yeah, you the sent me a text, didn't you? You said you just skipped. He just <laughs> the, the Mad City, like uh, uh, the Brentford defender, just fell. He fell over basically, <laughs> and yeah, then I mean, Harla just went. Whoosh, yeah, ran more or less near enough by the halfway line. Yep, one on one, the goalkeeper. He's never going to miss that. No, exactly. So yeah, so Brentford were unlucky actually, and um, you know this is interesting. You're saying West Ham are playing them next, right? Yeah, Tony sort of saw a hat trick. <laughs> Uh, and he looks that, good actually the first time I've really watched them he is a good player isn't like, he? he's got the quick feet mm. um, he had you know, a couple of long distance shots and stuff he was frustrated after the game though like you know mm. when he was not getting those um, the, the, the ball in the second half actually because it was all Man City in the second half you could say more or less I yeah, they, yeah they were controlling the game um, there's a few breaks by Brentford but, uh, but Mate, it was one of those ones where City were a bit like Arsenal a couple of seasons ago where loads of possession, loads of tip-tapping, passing, du-du-du-du-du, but n- not massive you well, know, mate, tests on the keeper and stuff like that, right? Well, let's do this it's now. Sort of late, basically. Let's do this, because now mm. you've touched on this point. Let's move to the main discussion of today and the title race. Hotting yeah. up. Hotting up. Hotting up the title race here. Um, because all the talk is that Okay, it's three teams. We've got Liverpool. Uh, what have we got? 50, what's it, 55 points? There's two points separating the top three, basically. So it's Liverpool, then it's Man City second place, and then Arsenal. Now, yep. it's funny going back to what you just said about Man City and um, not looking convincing, not, not looking like the old Man City uh, as well. Whereas 50, Arsenal 57, smashing Liverpool, 56. Yeah, Arsenal fifty five, and then Villa forty nine. Right, so what we've got Liverpool fifty seven, Man City fifty six, Arsenal fifty five, all played twenty five um, games so far. So now we can you could say we're two thirds through the season. We're gonna last what thirteen games now, for the last third of the season. Yep. Now going back to what you said then, Barry, um, about Man City then. Because I was re, uh, watching one uh, video from these football experts, and they were saying, "Man City, Man City, Man City, going to win it." Right? Do you agree or disagree? I still, with a th- third, and we'll look at the fixtures in a minute. The who's still got to play who, whom? Um, it's very difficult to say, of course, because it's they are still the current, you know treble winners from last season 
But if I just if you just took them in, you know, if you took the last round of matches, right, mm. which is obviously just a you know a bit of a, a snapshot, they don't look very fluid, Man City. So if you looked at you know the way that Arsenal are playing, obviously high scoring that's one thing. Liverpool scored uh, four as well, but Liverpool have got quite a few injuries. So if you was to take that kind of information, you would say that Arsenal are the the team on form, right? We're clicking. Absolutely. However, is it too early? Right. This is the thing. Um, as we mentioned about the the games that are still to come. Um, so for me, it's still still too early to call it. I'm quite happy to be in third place at the moment. Um, the reason why I ask you, see, we are in another the, two months. Basically. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, it's it really is early, and like Pep Guardiola said, it's a long uh, way to go yet. Because I agree with you, Man City don't look as fluid and use that word fluid as before. They play, you know, and I sent we were texting yesterday. And the uh, thing with Man City, a lot of possession, passing the ball side to side, and but they weren't able to break uh, Brentford down and like right. have loads of shots on target uh, as well. However, so I was they, saying they still won, right? They still won exactly. Mm. And I said to you about this tippy tap football, you know, uh, as well. And is it that thing where you know, especially with Arsenal and Arsene Wenger, they want to score that perfect goal? I was thinking about last night. I said, just take some shots from outside the box. And Foden, for me, quality player, by the way good player yeah you know he's really trying and making chances and running into the box and trying to do something so it makes me think what is going on see um because they're not winning by big margins like we've seen arsenal do recently so are they going off the boil slightly i think i've definitely been affected by de bruyne being out right um some people even say that you know they're half the team that they normally are when Rodri doesn't play right so without him mm. that's you know a massive um, issue for the team but yeah um, as I said my kind of current you know viewpoint is that they don't seem to be yeah very cohesive but I think the again they've got the experience right they've got this the experience they've done it right yeah. Liverpool have done it this is the thing with Arsenal and talking about Arsenal particularly we haven't got the track record of doing it with this manager and this squad so those other two teams have right they they've got over the line Klopp not you know he's done it once right but Pep, you know, he's got them there. So Mate, they've won the Premiership three three seasons in a row. This will be a record. Yeah. If they win it this season, it's going to be four in a row. No other team's done it in the Premiership. No, exactly. four in a row. But watching it yesterday, I was thinking, are they going to be able to do this? Like, maybe their time is up. Maybe it will be Liverpool or Arsenal, yeah. uh, actually, uh, as well. Because that is interesting about the way they play uh and like i said liverpool have been scoring goals and not you know perf- uh, outplaying teams but they're scoring lots of goals and man city aren't blowing teams away no. uh, this season like they've done previously and it's good that they got harland you know like i said they got a 1-1 draw against chelsea and chelsea were leading that goal and it wasn't bec- until later on when rodri scored that goal yeah isn't it and man city no, were at home so it's interesting how all the football pundits ex-footballers you know when you watch the tv shows or lizzie podcasts all still say Man City. I'm not too sure, to be honest with you. No. Uh, but like I said, they got the experience as well. But um, talking about the fixtures, so as you was mentioning, so Ma- talking about Man City's fixtures, so mm. they've got Bournemouth this weekend, but then they're March, and you know, this is what <laughs> I'm saying about let's leave it a month or, or two. So they've got Man United yeah. at home, Liverpool yeah. away, Brighton away, and Arsenal at home. I saw and then that. they've got Villa at home in the, at the beginning of April. Mate, check it. So, Think about this, right? They've got um, Man United, so Derby, Liverpool, at, Bright- at, Anfield. at Anfield, Brighton away, away, and then Arsenal. I mean, that's a tough uh, few matches for them, huh? Yeah. So like I said, if they're not blowing teams away in like previous seasons, you know, Liverpool and Arsenal have got a good chance here. We've beaten them this season already. And you've beaten them already this season yeah. as well. I mean, on form at the moment, I think we've got a very good chance of going there and beating them. But this is what, going back to your point about, you know, it's still very open. I mean, obviously, numerically, points are going to be dropped, right? Both, you know, Liverpool and Man City cannot take three points from that. So there's going to be opportunities for teams to catch up. I mean, they're playing, I think every team is playing Villa still, right? So Villa, you know, you mentioning about the top three, but Villa are only six points behind 
Arsenal in third place. Mm. And every team has got to play. You see, do you think Villa's still? I don't think they can win it, but I still think think they're going to have they're going to have some impact. Have a say in the title race. True, and like I said, they've got a good team and good manager. You know, my my fascination. Tottenham are two points behind them, so yeah, I think there's still. I mean that top six. I mean, I still think Manchester United, Tottenham, and and Villa are the teams battling for the fourth place you know, Champions League spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's why it's... Do you know, this year is the most exciting uh, year in a long time. Running. Running mm. for a long time where two points separate the top three teams. And it's going to be really exciting this season, to be honest with you. It's really good to see that, that no team is just pulling away. Because um, it's going to be really tight, I think, until mm. the end of the season as well. Your next few games, though, this is quite... Newcastle at home. Yeah, Sheffield United away, Brentford home, then Chelsea home. Yeah, and then you got the last match in April. You get Man City away, so you got quite a good uh, little run in here. Next few games, yeah, next few games. All right, to get some to rack points the points on, up, points on the board. Even Chelsea at home, we've always done quite well against them. Um, but then it's the Man City away on March. Well, it's Easter weekend, right? March thirty mm. first. That will be the the test. But, um, but let's look at Liverpool. Liverpool got what? Luton. That's tonight, home. isn't it? That's tonight. Yeah, that's tonight. Yeah. That's and they've got a lot of injuries. Yeah, but they're winning that, man. I mean, I can't. I mean, like you said, you saw Luton play against Man United. You were impressed by their pressing game and so on as well. But I can't see Liverpool losing at, at home against Luton. But they haven't made games look easy, unlike, unfortunately, I have to say, the Arsenal. Mm. You, you know, with the goals that you guys have scored, like, how many goals you lot scored in the past three games? Six against <coughs> West Ham. Uh, five, that's 11. And then the game before. Three against Liverpool, isn't it? 14 goals. I think it's like 21 in five or something. 21 goals. So, yeah. you know, that's impressive form, man. Yeah. So we've got the best uh, goal difference, haven't we? Or also got to choke again, like previous well, seasons. Peaked, <laughs> peaked too early. All that sort of stuff. <coughs> we've, I mean, we still we've got seven players out as well, though. So it's not like we're not suffering from injuries, but we've just done really well. Arteta's done really well at uh, getting you know players to come in and do a job. And you got, raise a good point, you know, uh, about that about injuries. I think one thing that goes in Man City's favour is they have a really strong bench. Yeah, and you mentioned last week to me about you looked at the bench against West Ham with the kids. Um, and I don't know what the bench looked like against um, Burnley when you went away. It was but, a little, little but, bit stronger, but still. But, you know, Man City have a squad of players, isn't it? You know. Yeah, and the thing from last season, I think we mentioned it on the last podcast, was William Saliba getting injured. I mean, we were on a good run, and then basically Saliba got injured and never came back. And that was, you know, the real reason why our form dipped uh, last season, because we just didn't have a good enough defence. You know, I think it was like Rob Holding stepping in, or Ben White a bit as well, and... So that's why we people say we choked, but that's the main reason was that Saliba, and that could happen again this year, right? Absolutely. I, mean, you know, I was got, just thinking as you said it, we've got a couple of uh, you know players that can slot in now, but yeah, I think that's the same with Liverpool. Declan though. Rice, imagine Declan Rice goes out. I mean, no, but that, that's a see, but Declan Rice. Someone said that they said Declan has made a, the difference. Uh, Arsenal this season they said they got Declan now mm. and that's made a big difference to Arsenal's uh, push yeah. for the, the championship but Grudge should say it but yeah he's a top player isn't he uh, as well so mm. so interesting but just have a quick look at the end of the season um, we mentioned yeah. it a bit off uh, air earlier which I think is really interesting you know getting down to the last four or five games you were saying that you thought Arsenal had the you know the easy run in but our last five games Wolves Tottenham. Well, one before that, Aston Villa. Yeah. Wolves. Tottenham. Tottenham Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Home, that's okay. Man United away. Then Everton. I mean, whereas yeah, Man, tough run, Man City have got easy games. They've got West Ham last. <laughs> three points guaranteed. Could, could we stop them winning the title? <laughs> oh, imagine that. Yeah, away I mean, at Man City. I, mean, I don't think so. if it goes down to the last game of the season. And, I mean, Wolves at home for Liverpool. That'd be tough. Man City at home to West, West Ham. Ham. Feet up. Unless they've got a new manager by then. You've got home games. Yeah, I know. Bias, man. To tell you, who's pulling out? Who's making this draw? Go back all the way. They're all the same. Look, all the way back until I think even... 
Where's it going? Why are we always end up playing away on the last game of the season? In March when we're playing. Yeah. Bloody hell. So we've got Everton at home. Computer says no. We, norm- we normally win that one quite easily. But I think it's, you know, it's that week before, Man United away. I mean, imagine if it's getting, you know, we're top at that point and, you know, you've got to go to Old Trafford. We've won there before, so it's not. Yeah, but you also have Tottenham away, mm, big derby, isn't it? Then Bournemouth at home. You never know where we'll see mm. where Bournemouth are getting inconsistent. But Tottenham and the Man United games are the big ones. Even the Aston Villa one. Uh, but you do have quite a tough uh, running, actually. Yeah. Looking at how Liverpool, some of the teams are performing. I mean, Liverpool's one is probably the easiest, right? Their last it's got Palace, Fulham, West Ham, Tottenham, Villa, Wolves. Yeah, I think it's a lot. I mean, everybody's in European competition still. Man City is in it. We've got Arsenal against Porto tonight in the Champions League. Oh, We've yeah, got, yeah. Sorry, uh, I forgot about that. No, that's right. That's right. We'll, we'll review that next week. But, um, yeah, Liverpool obviously in the Europa as well. Um, so there's a lot of football to be played, isn't there? A lot more injuries yep. that can happen and yep. stuff like that. So I think very difficult to call. Obviously, I really hope that we do it this year. But uh, but it's fun for the neutral, mate. You know, that three teams. Put my money on it. Yeah. Three teams, two points separating them. It is exciting, mm. uh, really exciting. I mean, they've both got, they're both still in the FA Cup, aren't they? As well, Liverpool, Man City, yeah, I believe. Yeah. It's going to go right down to the wire. It's exciting, uh, actually, uh, as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. What's your, who's your money on? You know, I thought Man City, but now I, um, I'm revising that. I, I think they got a very strong You're just squad. Change every week, really. Yeah, you? basically. To be <laughs> <laughs> uh, as well, I think Liverpool might do it. You know, Klopp's last season. You know, we're going to talk about it later. He's got his first cup coming up this How weekend. Romantic. The Caribou Cup. You know, I was doubting it a couple of weeks ago, but maybe Liverpool would do it. I think maybe. You're just going to say every time, Liverpool you? Arsenal. It's going to be between those two because I'm not being that convinced by watching City, but they, no, but they have like, the experience of yeah, and there's still twelve games to go. Yeah, right? yeah so absolutely. it's not like we're down to three and they're starting to splutter. With, there's twelve. There's a third of the season, so it don't so really matter. Man United, Liverpool. Not, as long as I mean, but think about. It, sorry to repeat ourselves, but Man City's next uh, six games: Bournemouth away, Man United at home, Liverpool away, Brighton away. And Arsenal at home, those those six games there, they'd be very interesting. Yeah, uh, so basically, start of April, we'll have a much clearer idea, really, mm-hmm. won't we? So we'll have this discussion again. We will, part two. Part two. Part All two. right. Um, I just want to say one other thing before we move on from mm-hmm. the other subjects: the Man United resurgence. What's your thoughts there? Then, they, can, look what they've done. They've they in their past four in a row, four wins in a row, man. What they uh, forty four points. Is that how many points? Three? How many points off the top of the uh, from the top four? So maybe United are coming through, and they might even grab that fourth uh, place position for the Champions League. You know, on yeah, their four, a, on the current form. As we just form. mentioned, I mean, they're only they're only uh, five points behind Villa. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fourth spot. Yeah. Yeah. Very possible. Very possible. You know. So. Things are happening at United, man. We'll see. Uh, who they got this Saturday again? Fulham at home. Then Forest away. Oh, that's the FA Cup. Uh, man City, yeah. And we've got the Derby. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see about Man United, what they do. Because, again, with the Tottenham, Villa, Man United, and maybe Newcastle, but they're inconsistent. What happens with that fight for the top four, the, that fourth position uh, in the last Champions League uh, place as well? So, that's going to be... Interesting as well. Right, moving on then, Mr. O'Brien. A few little things that <laughs> you sent me and highlighted. What's this all this talk about a, a weed uh, farm in a Premier League player's property somewhere in the northwest of England? Yeah, I don't know if anybody listening has uh, spotted this interesting story that came out in the week. But um, <laughs> yeah, there's a. we state for the record that we don't know who this player is. And uh, we also... Uh, know that he wasn't living there at the time. This is a property in his uh, portfolio, uh, properties that he rents out. Um, but, yeah, there was a um, raid on his farm, a uh, raid on his property, and, a, yeah, marijuana. Discovered uh, a... Farm was discovered. A plot 
uh, indoors yeah, uh, greenhouse full mm. of um, a lot of uh, plants um, in the northwest of England. Um, they say it was taken over by a criminal gang and turned into a cannabis factory. Hundreds of plants taken and destroyed by police. Um, for legal reasons, we won't try and speculate um, who the player might be. I'm sure it will come out. But um, the tenant was a female. Um, there's a few people making comments online about certain players looking a bit stoned and uh, <laughs> looking a bit like not performing lately. So they're probably um, you know, using their own... Can't really call it performance enhan uh, enhancing uh, drugs though, can no. you? <laughs> no. Oh, funny, so, funny. Uh, yes, that was quite interesting. But um, yeah, apparently um, landlords that fail to report any suspicious uh, illegal activity can also be liable and face a uh, criminal punishment. Um, rental income can be seized. So uh, I guess more to follow on that. That we'll was funny. Out, it was... We'll find out uh, if that person knew that it was going on or not, I guess. Funny picture uh, 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 as well. I shared that with all my mates as well. Did you? Yeah, they loved that. Yeah. That one uh, as well. And then there's other one you mentioned about uh, the socks. <laughs> Who out there has seen moth-eaten football <laughs> socks? Moth-riddled football Mind socks. Mind you of your youth, doesn't it? Under your bed when you used to like pull them out and they were all crusty and with uh, holes in them. <laughs> no, not really. Funny, mate. Because I've noticed this. It's funny you mentioned it today when you said, have you noticed, uh, heard about the why the premiership or footballers are cutting holes in the back of their socks? Yeah. And I've seen it. All these players, I'm like, what's this trend? Is it, yeah, what's it all about? I'm just thinking they're sitting there in a changing room before the game with their little scissors. Anyone got a pair of scissors? Yeah, yeah. Cut the hole. and well, like biting. <laughs> they're like. ripping it with their teeth. <coughs> so the, the, the scientific explanation is apparently uh, the socks are considered too constricting by some players. So they cut holes in the back to obviously uh, let their bulging muscles pop, <laughs> pop, pop through and uh, the blood to flow uh, better and... Um, yeah, ultimately, this is the reason why it started. But uh, apparently, in the Spanish league, it's banned. Is it? And uh, yeah, and oh. um, famous pundit Richard Keyes of uh, English football uh, fame. Uh, we won't go into that now. No, he uh, no, lost no, his no. job at Sky. But um, yeah, apparently, he had a bit of a rant online talking, particularly about Conor Gallagher of Chelsea and uh, the holes in the back of his socks, which um, he highlighted and called it absolute nonsense uh, apparently Jude Bellingham's been doing it in Real Madrid as well and um, he isn't supposed to be doing that in Spain apparently it's banned apparently a player was told by the referee to go into changing rooms and put his uh, or change his socks because it didn't fit in with the the look of the uh, on the field attire but um, yeah the funny, weird thing funny story you, yeah, no, the, the point you made, made right was <sighs> With all this technology regarding kits, you yes. know, the like you said, climber fit isn't that one of them? Like these ones that are meant to like move sweat to the side, so you don't feel right, soggy. right, right, or like rainy day, like you can still yeah, perform high performance high gear, perf like research labs in the sports uh, wear companies. Yet they still can't make socks that stretch <laughs> sufficiently exactly. for athletes. It's like it's like, it's like they've forgotten. Like it's, just, it's like, oh, they're just socks. Like, so we do the boots. Like we will make sure we've got amazing boots that you know quality undergarments yeah. uh, would go underneath the main, main bras that measure their hearts. Yeah, and stuff, these yeah. things that you see them wearing. You say like these kind of tech, this material that's meant to like, yeah, like help you breathe more easily and things like that. But no, the socks will just <laughs> forget about it. Forget about the socks. Why didn't we think to make like stretchy bits on the back where exactly. a guy that runs ten kilometers in a football match? Might possibly have big leg muscles. <laughs> might need a little bit more space than a twelve-year-old yeah. boy in the park. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if all the kids are cutting out the back of their socks as well. Yeah, right. The dads and mums and dads like, "We do it. Do you know how much that cost me?" Did you not remember the? Did you ever when you used to play? Did you? Did you not remember in the eighties? Like, I admit, I did this. Don't really know the reason for it, but it used to be a time where you used to like tape around like underneath your calf. It was like a sort of a white tape. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Used yeah, to yeah, yeah, tie yeah. around your car. I didn't have money to buy tapes, but I needed to get socks. So it was like, but it was like a trend, and like loads of kids used to do it in Sunday yeah, football. Underneath the cop. Yeah, why? The yeah, yeah. Right. It must have been something about like blood flow or something like that. But you used to see the professionals doing it. Mm. So you'd go out on on your Sunday football. With That's your, right. With, with a bit of white tape, yeah. or like even like a bit of elastic, yeah, tight around your legs. I don't know. Because they used to do it in the top above, just to keep the socks up. 
Because yeah. back in the day... You had sock ties back then. Yeah, sock back, ties, exactly, yeah, day, as well. Yeah, but... but I remember the days you didn't have shin pads. You just have your, your socks down by your ankles and just get you, stuck in. You were old enough. You used to play after World War Two, didn't you? So there wasn't <laughs> so much elastic around and stuff then. So yeah, <laughs> it wasn't infected. It was still rationed. <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, oh, you had to make do. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Bits of string and stuff. Um, so, yeah, interesting to see. So maybe we will see that banned in the Premier League I as didn't well. realise it was banned in Spain. That's funny that they mm. uh, outlawed that, uh, actually. Yeah, it's just silly, though. Yeah, I just don't understand. Like I said, looking at all these pictures that you've got online now, it's just hilarious. And like I said, I'm just trying to vision them in, in the locker room, cutting holes out in their soccer. They've got the kit man to sit there, yeah, like yeah. Or like the uh, YTS. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, right, the, cut the boot <laughs> In the boot room, yeah. <laughs> cut the holes out of my socks. But it's not just... It's like top of the calf, and then some players are doing it lower down as well. That's strange. I've definitely yeah. seen on the top part. I always thought it was a bit odd uh, this season. And it's really this season when I've seen it. Well, I've yeah. noticed it, to be honest with you, uh, as well. So, hmm. Yeah, interesting. But Conor Gallagher's a terrible look at the state of that. Literally, yeah, it looks like he's just caught. Got him ripped he, on a fence. Or he something. just looks like he's homeless or something. He's <laughs> just like, <laughs> get some socks. Get some new socks. Yeah, as well. And then this other one with Mbappe. Yeah, off looks to like Real Madrid. Yeah, the worst kept secret in uh, football, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I don't think there was ever anything in the stories that he was coming to Arsenal, apart from his love of Henri, right? His mates with Saliba, they played football together when they were younger. Mm. So there's a there's a connection, but you know we're never going to pay his salary. He's, you know he's on nearly a million dollars a week or something. Ian, he's eight hundred thousand pounds a week. That's what's been rumoured. Yeah. That's um, crazy. But Arteta did come out. I saw a little clip of an interview last week. He said, well, you know, as if there's always talk about Mbappe, we always got to be in the conversation, he said. Hmm. I was like, really? Mbappe to Arsenal? That would yeah, be, I mean, Liverpool that would be amazing. Uh, yeah. to be honest. It would be like, yeah, like Henri, Henri back again, wouldn't it? But um, yeah, I mean, Liverpool as well was, was touted, wasn't it? Because it's, it's a free contract, right? Yeah. So he ends his contract, doesn't he? So it's not like you're paying a massive fee and then you just... Go piling on the salary, don't you? But I think they weren't going to break the wage structure, are we? For them, I think eight hundred grand a week. What's salary on four hundred thousand? Just under that, I think. I think um, at the moment, um, Havertz is the top. <laughs> Havertz, not even Declan Rice for hundred five million. Havertz is on how much? I don't know exactly. Rumored, but I'm rumored that he's the highest highest paid player at the moment. Man, I need to get his agent mm. uh, negotiating our sponsorships <laughs> for our podcast mm. uh, as well. But that's that was kind of interesting. Anyway, he came out to say he's going to Real Madrid. So Real Madrid are just going to be like, what a team they're going to have uh, as well. So Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just want to touch on the uh, God, yes. sad news about uh, Andreas Bremer, the West German uh, football legend who passed away this week. We remember him from Italia 90, don't we? Men of our age, break, breaking our hearts in the semi-final. Yeah. Um, Long guy with a mullet. Yeah. yeah. Played for Inter Milan as one of the one of his main clubs. He was at Bayern as well. Uh, Kaiser Lauten. Yeah. Heart Kaiser attack. Slauten. Heart attack. Uh, uh, 63. 63. Yeah. Good, good, good player. I liked him as a player. He was man. quick. He's solid, yeah. Yeah, he was a quick guy, wasn't he? Um, as well. In the same team, yeah, with uh, Klinsmann, wasn't he? And... Lothar Matthias, but uh, yeah, he was a good penalty taker. The winning penalty, I think, in the World Cup final, didn't he, against Argentina when they won it. So, Yep, so that was a bit of uh, sad news this week in the football world. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, what's next then? The one minute rant. Are you ready for a rant? Going to go for a rant. Is the audience ready for a rant? Perhaps we just make a podcast of you doing one minute rants. Just ranting away. Like a bonus feature. Could com- compile them together mm. uh, as well. You've got to get your stopwatch out, mate. Get ready for my one minute rant. Barry doesn't know what I'm going to talk about here. No. So I'm going to keep these secret. I think it's common themes always going to pop up in my one minute rants, actually. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. Oh, well, not more West Ham stuff. Oh, nightmare. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready, need, sir. I feel, like, I feel like I need a theme tune just for this little bit. But, uh... I think that one's used in the cinema. <laughs> right. Ready? Right. Three, two, one, go. Right. This one, uh, this week's one minute rant is about refereeing and VAR again, to be honest with you. More about how referees 
the inconsistency of referees and I don't see these niggly fouls. I know we spoke about this regarding the blue card. But this weekend, mate, I saw so many fouls being committed, like nudges in the back and players getting kicked and so on and not being given. And even like against uh, West Ham and not Forest, Cornet for West Ham was a blatant penalty for Forrest, right? And he didn't give it. He stepped on the player's foot in the box. And how could the referee not see it? Okay, fair enough. And then VAR. So all these niggly little fouls I'm getting really fed up with, to be honest with you. And, and there are certain players we've mentioned previously that are renowned for this type of stuff. So come on, we've got to get rid of these. Make sure you make the right decisions, refs. And VAR, do your job, basically. And there's my one-minute rant for this week. Bloody referees. Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> was a good one. Was, uh, I, was I ranty enough for you this absolutely, time? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you can always go, uh, turn you can it always go harder. <laughs> Got to turn the rant up. Right. Turn the rant up. So we're moving on, uh, coming to the uh, towards the end of the show this week. So we will quickly touch on the upcoming games and uh, do our... Uh, Pathetic attempt at predictions <laughs> for another week. So, what we got coming up? Right. Do you want to quickly talk about uh, Liverpool Luton tonight? Just yeah, that's the next well, one, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that could be. I don't see anything but a home win. Even though they've got you know quite a few players missing, but could be a draw. I can't see Luton snatching anything there. But um, you know, obviously, more points in the bag for Liverpool puts the pressure back on Arsenal and, and City. Definitely. I mean, um, that's the whole point, isn't it? They have mm. to just. Like I said, I don't think they're going to lose that game. But, um, hmm. Yep. Okay. Anyway, Saturday. So we've got Saturday, 24th of February. We've got how many games? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six games. Start with Aston Villa versus Forest. Uh, the first four games, all three o'clock kickoffs. Aston okay. Villa, Forest, Midlands Derby. Home win. Agree uh, to that. Score? 2 1 Villa. Okay. I'm going to go 2 0 to Villa. Right, right. Brighton uh, at home to Everton. Predictions, Mr. BOB? Home win, Brighton. Uh, I think Everton are going to do very well to stay up this year. I don't see much happening there at all that's exciting. Not, not even a, a crumb of consistency. But you so, know what? They'd like, they would drop those 10 points. And if they weren't dropped those 10 points, yep. they'd be a different uh, matter right now in, yeah. in terms of league position, to be honest with you. Yeah, that, no, that's very true mathematically, but they don't really seem to be doing a lot they did, they to build a run of games. They right? didn't look very impressive against Crystal Palace, by the way, uh, as well. So basically, so you're going for a Brighton home win. I'm going to go Brighton. I mean, Everton, even based off of what you said, they've drawn, 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 loss and a draw. So, nah. Everton to lose away to Brighton. Brighton, a seventh place, man. Drawn, lost, one, lost and one. So, you know, just quietly just keeping some of those results turning mm -hmm. over to keep them in the mix, you know, yep. uh, as well. Next one, uh, Palace versus Burnley. Palace home win. I think um, always strong at home, right? Um, well, we've got new manager, man. New managers there, yeah. Get the new manager bounce, the classic phrase, new manager bounce. So, yeah. I think Who was he the manager for again? Frankfurt. Oh, Frankfurt, when Frankfurt got to the Europa Cup final and stuff. Yeah, he's a good manager. Uh, and then they went on that losing streak because um, they won the um, European Cup yeah. uh, as well. Then they went on a losing streak in the new season, last season, and then they sacked him. Mm. So he's been out of a job since then. Okay. I'm going to go for a Palace win. Yep, I think so. They Two nil. injuries as well, though, right? That's one of the things that uh, Roy struggled with. They had quite a few of their top players injured mm. for long periods of time. What's your score? Scoreline? 2 0 Palace. 2 0 Palace? Uh, I can't have the same, so I will go 3 1 Palace. Oh, God, yeah. But a Palace win. Palace win, yeah. Well. Man United, Fulham. Hmm. Can't see Fulham doing anything at Old Trafford, can you? Not really, but like I said, United are just pulling out these results without playing brilliantly. Uh, so I think they win at home. But Fulham are a good footballing team as well. I think they play better football than United. Sorry, United fans out there. But I think United will score. And I think, like I said, this resurgence will continue uh, as well. So I reckon 2-0 um, Man United. Okay. What's your score? Uh, I wanted that one, but as you stole it. <laughs> uh, I will have... Um, I'll go... 
Two one. Two one. Full of Mike Nick Nickadol. Right. Then we got Barry Bournemouth versus Man City. The five thirty kickoff on a Saturday afternoon. Two one to Man City. I still think Man City will win there. Can't see Bournemouth having enough to keep them out. I'm gonna go three one City, actually. Even though I said that they're not playing that devastating football. I mean they they're passing the ball but they're just not making the same kind of chances. And like I said, give Haaland a chance, that one, two chances, he's going to score them as well. And that's the difference. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, definitely a City win. And then Mr. Brary O'Brien, Arsenal, Newcastle. So two uh, late games. So that nine o'clock, eight o'clock, Arsenal versus Newcastle on Saturday. That's fun. Late game on a Saturday night. Yeah. What do you think, mate? Uh, I think we'll win that at home. I don't think we'll have too much bother there, actually. I think it could even be another high-scoring one. I think we could do him like 4-1. Ooh, the confidence is up with Barry O'Brien and the arse. <laughs> <laughs> Flying, mate. 4-1. Flying. Yeah. At home. Evening Saturday game, night. Saturday night. All the fans are going to be... Under the lights. Yeah, fans are going to add a couple of drinks and yeah. they'd be Larry. bit lively out there. Yeah, Geordie's never travelled to London very well. <laughs> no, yeah. 4-1 to the Arsenal. I'll go 3-0 Arsenal, uh, actually. Sorry, you Geordie fans out there uh, as well. And then on Sunday, we have, this is sticking with the Premiership, Wolves uh, versus Sheffield United, one thirty kickoff. That's the only game on Sunday in the Premiership. What do you think, Mr. OB? Uh, Wolves, home win. Yep. Even though Sheffield United obviously did that shocker, didn't they, where they uh, went to Brentford, wasn't it? Yeah. And won. No, Luton. Luton. Yeah. Uh, Luton, yes. I think Wolves will win that home Yeah. Win. Score? Three one. Oh, you're giving these teams a lot Wolf of goals. This is going to be a high-scoring uh, week. Want to be uh, Mr. B. Uh, Brian? Yes. Um, two 0 Sheffield United. Uh, Wolves. <laughs> Brian, <Friday is laughs> trust your first instinct. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Could be exactly. But that, jokingly, you know, jokes aside, that could happen, right? Because as we saw, as you say, against Luton, Wolves are a little bit inconsistent. They have these amazing mm. games, and then suddenly they're just the next one. They're just unrecognisable. So we'll see. I'm going to go Wolves, though, I think. you know, Strong enough at home? Yeah, and I think they're on a run as well, aren't they? Oh, well, they're a bit up and <laughs> down, actually, actually. Yeah. yeah. Two. Yeah. Last, what's that? Last five games, one draw, two losses, two wins. So, yeah, inconsistent, but I can't see them losing at Sheffield United either as well, even no. though Sheffield United are desperate. Mm. And then on Monday night, the big one. Monday night football. West Ham versus Brentford, London derby. I see Brentford winning that game. <laughs> <laughs> they played like they played against Man City. They will win it. Mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, West Ham at home. Do you think your fans might stick around for that one? Like, for the whole game? Or is that like <laughs> just another part-time supporters? We will... S- no, mate. They'll be there. Yeah. Unless Brentford, of course, are 4-0 up at half-time. You know, Brentford are a bit of a bogey team for West Ham, to be honest with you, anyway. Really? Yeah. Um, you know, we've very rarely beaten them. Uh, as well I think we won against them earlier in the season but the way we're playing um, the performance of the players in the last game you know you need to make a statement after being hammered 6-0 just wasn't there and I don't see it happening uh, against Brentford to be honest with you so I see a Brentford win I think it'd be 2-0 to Brentford okay Mm. Mr Positive you don't Mm. think that your negativity is like um, (laughs) going through to the team at all like you you predicted them losing to Knox Forest. They lost. Moyes out, them mate. Losing Moyes to Arsenal. They lost. Moyes out. It's all your fault. Hashtag all right, they're going to win then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh mate, I just have a fantasist. I just, exactly. <laughs> I just have so low confidence at the moment. And like, if you watch their games and the way they play, it's just awful, mate. That's you. So that's what I'm going to go for. Nice. But yeah, we've got the Caribou Cup on Sunday, the final, have, yeah. first final of the year. Final minute of our podcast. Let's quickly touch on that. No Alisson, no Trent for Liverpool. Prediction? <laughs> scores? I think it's going to go to extra time. Do you? I think it's going to be like 1-1 uh, okay. and it goes to extra time and Liverpool will win. Okay. I'm going to go Chelsea win, actually. Yeah. I think Chelsea will win in normal time. Mm. So that's my prediction. Yeah. But you know what? I'm looking like forward to a good game. That, exactly. Yeah. But the thing is, like I said, this is the first cup that Klopp's going for, you know, before he leaves the club. It's a big so finale. Gunning for it. Mm. You know, they're still in four competitions. So I think, and it'd be interesting if they do lose, what's going to happen to the rest of their season? I mean, I'm not saying the Caribou Cup is the make or break no. of the entire season, but 
you know. It'll be interesting tonight to see what happens with their squad. I mean, obviously with that big game on Sunday, whether he yeah. does rest a few players, brings in a few of the youth players and stuff like that. Um, true that. It's home true to Luton. That. So that'd be interesting to see what what he does. So, yeah, good stuff. Thank you for another good episode. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody that's listening. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and listen to us. Obviously, you're listening now. Um, but you can also share it on Spotify and on Apple. Tell your friends, football-loving friends. Uh, and send us an email at theprempulse at gmail.com if you want to give us some feedback. So thanks, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time. Thank you very much, and goodbye. <laughs>